Support for the Aero Podcast comes from Vima. Vima is a construction company with over 50 projects done inside and outside of the country. Later during the break, we hear from a representative who talks more about Vima. You can find them at vima-ir.com. That's V-I-M-A-I-R.com. Song of Myself by Walt Whitman. This is the AR Podcast. This is what you shall do. Love the earth, and sun, and the animals. Despise the riches. Give alms to everyone that asks. Stand up for the stupid and crazy. Devote your income and labor to others. Hate tyrants. Take off your hat to nothing known or unknown, or to any man or number of men. Go freely with powerful, uneducated persons, and with the young and with the mothers of families. Read these leaves in the open air every season of every year. Re-examine all you've been told at school or church or in any book. Dismiss whatever insults your own soul and your very flesh shall be a great poem and have the richest fluency. Not only in its words, but in the silent lines of its lips and face, and between the lashes of your eyes, and in every motion and joint of your body. Photography for me is not looking, it's feeling. If you can't feel what you're looking at, then you're never going to get others to feel anything when they look at your pictures. Don McCullen. 
See, to be very honest, I still uh, don't believe I become uh, somebody, and I believe uh, this is my belief. Everybody needs to add his own experience and get more better, better until we are in the world. Nobody can say, oh, "Okay, I'm in a position. This is my position, and it's not going to get better unless I accept it." That that kind of the things that it comes to the points you up to the reality of that you always question like yourself what's going to happen after death what's going to happen this and that that kind of the things that attract me then the kind of the moves that we make these days people makes them cry or normal part of the life that which is too drama that we see every day as somebody pointed out and said oh that was a nice movie why because I have the same problem Hey, it's been a while. 2019 has started, and it's been incredible so far. We're only 10 days in, I know, but it's been great nonetheless. I hope 2019 brings you health and prosperity, and of course, lots and lots of episodes on the Air Podcast. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Photography has always been a fascinating subject for me. I'm always fascinated by the fact that a picture, even though still, can take you places. This is why, when I heard that my next guest had come to Iran for a very short period of time. I had to meet him, a true professional. Please welcome Hossein Jian. This is the AR podcast. I'm going to start with my name because I always pronounce it in the wrong way. Hossein Jian. <laughs> yeah. I was born in 1962, October 18. Grew up in Iran. I left Iran at the age of 27. Moved to United Arab Emirates, which is uh, mostly people know that as Dubai. <laughs> Then uh, I started work over there. I was doing different kind of the, I should say hobbies, which what I loved. Uh, one of them was uh, painting, and the other one was photography and dancing. I don't know how uh, flexible we are and okay. relaxed we are with the word of dancing for a man, but <laughs> anyway, so that was dancing? one of my patients. Yeah. So you do a lot of dancing. Uh, I supposed to do a lots of dance uh, when I reached to Dubai, and Dubai when I reached there uh, is uh, um, around thirty years ago. When I reached there, I had an opportunity to uh, get myself to these three options that I have about my life and get myself to it and test myself to see how it works. Then I was doing a dancing, uh, doing the choreography, uh, solo dancing for a couple of brands, shows, opening, things like that. And I was doing my painting, exhibit it, or sell it in the galleries, and I was doing my photography as well. Then... Uh, But as a photographer, when I moved to Dubai, I was working as a studio photographer, which was like mostly wedding, printing, and all processing and stuff like that. Then uh, after that, uh, I met a guy which was doing the commercial photography. Then I started working with that guy uh, uh, for around like 10, 10 to 12 years. I started as assistant. I learned from him and started. doing my stuff individually, then 
Then after that, I start my own business. Then I stop it, get to the freelance work. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Blah. <laughs> I see. Okay. How did you even? How did you start this? How did you get? How did I start the business? photography? Uh, it's a long story. I'm going to make it very short. Uh, uh, I actually I was towards painting. Uh, I had an opportunity uh, back there after the revolution when I finished my armies for two years under the war situation. Then uh, I find the classes in the Italian embassy for painting. Then uh, I moved there and I start working with uh, some people over there. Uh, it was an exhibition of one Italian famous painter in Iran in the embassy. And they asked the student to put some of the work there as well if they want. Then they choose some of my stuff, they put it there. Then when this guy came to Iran, uh, he looked at the work of the students and he likes my work and he said, um, somehow he said he's got a talent, then uh, we might be able to help him out with the scholarship. Then he can come to Italy and study and uh, have the situation. Then I was so excited, uh, very excited. It's like a dream come true. Then uh, my teacher told me, then you better get a couple of lessons of uh, language as well, because uh, that time to getting a scholarship, it was easier with language than the art. And it was easier as you want to go study to learn the language than to be a painter. Then I started classes, but apparently there was a video which was built up regarding a war between Iran and Iraq. And it was a fake movie, but it was some drama on it. And Italy play the movies on a, some of the channels, TV channels there. Then it was a clash between Iran and Italy, and then they closed down the embassy. And all the dreams comes like yeah. you know, bubbles and blow up. Pow, yeah. like then uh, that time I had a friend, and she was a cousin of uh, Kamran Ad, which is one of the very great photographers back there uh, still, uh, as a portrait photographer. Uh, he was a mostly artistic portrait photographer than commercial photographer. Then I started working with him. I was working in a lab. Uh, he was more interested to use me as a person that to do the printing, lab work, and all this stuff. But I was more interested to learn photography than to go to that drama. But it was a period of the time that I should pass to reach, like, you know, the basic of how to process the films, how to... Uh, printed and all the stuff, it would help you out. Then after that, it goes to the camera situation. Then when I start working with him, uh, I find out he's, uh, he's apparently holding me in a position of being a printer than a photographer, which wasn't my idea. Uh, for the start, uh, I start to be more uh, kind of the brave, take the camera in my hand without knowing anything about it technically and start taking pictures then i noticed that uh, when i'm taking pictures uh, mostly the way i'm taking my pictures i'm using different filters and make it looks like a painting at the same time i was doing the painting and i noticed my painting going to be more real and technical and looks like a photograph than the painting then i get lost between painting two two things yeah i was totally uh, lost in a way to find out which one is the one that I should go for it. 
And I, I follow up with uh, Mr. At for the period of the time, and uh, but I find that I'm more interested about photography than uh, to being in a printing situation. Then I come out from him and I joined another um, big celebrity in the photography world of Iran, um, Mr. Masumi, which uh, God bless his soul, he's passed away. Uh, he was a relative and plus uh, one of the best photographer advertising. Uh, some people call him the, the creator of advertising photography in Iran. Then I start working with him and I see the different space of how a portrait photographer works and how commercial photographer works. In the same time that I was working with him, uh, he had a company which was a combination of different people working in the same place. Uh, the story was like this, you as a client, you come in, you give your products to the company, they have a designer, they have a graphic designer, they have a printer, they have a photographer, they have a studio, and they give you at the, the end result, this is your brochure or printed things and you go out. In that period, it was a gentleman there, which again, one of the big name in history of my life or history of Iran, uh, Mr. Hariri. Ibrahim Hariri, which he was uh, one of the best graphic designer. I had opportunity to work with him and he, most of the time he was doing the posters for movies and things like this. Then uh, I was able to get to the field of his work. He had a, a trip to Dubai. When he came to Dubai for work, he met a couple there. And this couple, they asked him if they know somebody would be interested to come and work with us as a printer. Then he was the one come back to Iran and he told me this is an opportunity because you like to go out of the country and your field of the work is limited here as people that cannot do that much of passion and poetry. Then this is an opportunity. That's, that was the start of my movements to photography and the second movements to get out of the country. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, you said you said it's gonna be brief, but that was like a like amazing explanation of what happened basically before you get into for the longer story actually I'll make it very short. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no so worries. um had you known English before you went to the No, actually when I went to Dubai it was very tough and difficult for me. I wasn't able to even put one sentence together. Yes, no, maybe that couple of things. Mm -hmm. And I suffer a lot because I was kind of the person that uh, for me to co communicate with people, uh, it was the first impression that I can put in. Uh, okay, I was good looking, yeah, right? <laughs> Still got the look. Yes. But that time it was, it was a different story. Then I had so many people that attract and come to me and start talking, but because I wasn't able to even say a word, that I pushed them around. Then... Uh, it was very difficult for me uh, in a way of uh, Dubai. It was a sort of the combination of lots of different culture and mostly speak English. And uh, I wasn't able to communicate. Then it takes me a while, maybe one or two years until uh, I find somebody to live with. Uh, and I drop all of my Iranian friends in a way to communicate. Yeah. And I live with that person, start learning uh, because when you're living with somebody, you don't have a choice. And that person doesn't understand your language. Either you use your hands or face yeah. or either you go to learn it. Then uh, in the same time, she she teach me a lot. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> in the same time, 
that I was learning, I watched lots of movie, which sometimes uh, before some people was telling me you have an American accent or something like that. And uh, did you ever been there? I said no, I never been any places than Iran and Dubai. Uh, but I think the effect of the movies and all this communication with different people was creating the uh, accent for me as well. But in the same time, I improved myself with the dialogues and communication more than reading. Yeah, uh, I can say maybe five percent of reading and nineteen five percent of communication. Because uh, I was able to get uh, from people some of the things that you use in different direction, uh, word, bad word, good word, uh, and put it back together. Uh, regardless of grammar, writing, I'm horrible. Uh, I learn from uh, talking and living with people, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think, uh, I, I feel an I think and is more helpful than going to the classes and mm-hmm. uh, or seeing movies and stuff like that. It's, it's more about like you don't have a choice, then you need to talk. Okay. So you think uh, learning uh, English academically is uh, like, you know, is maybe a little bit more difficult? To... Uh, I, I have a couple of friends actually. I moved to Dubai with them, which is the, the study English mm-hmm. very well. But I think that there are a couple of things that are important. One is the confidence mm-hmm. that you're going to put yourself in a situation that you're going to say so many things wrong, but you improve yourself time to time. And you learn to how to defend yourself. Exactly. Like well, one of my experiences was a gentleman I met and end of the day when we finished and I was walking away and he was British, and uh, then I, I just mentioned to him, it was nice to meet you anyway. In my uh, experience of communication with different people, that word was coming to, to my way a couple of times. But for his side, the question mark start. what do you mean by anyway? And I just tried to say, I mean, like, it was nice to meet you, but I say you use the word anyway. If you don't know how to speak English, you better not speak English. <laughs> <laughs> then I get really defended. I said, listen, I'm talking to you in your language yeah. and you understand me, but you don't even can say one word of my language. Then exactly. you, the one, should understand the other way around. But the the personality, the the race, that I should call it, in that direction is too strong. Um, I had a lot of American friends and I used to mm. play basketball with them. And one day I was playing basketball and then the ball touched my hand and it went out. Um, uh, so it went out of bounds. And I, one of my friends looked at the other one, which like both of them were American. He said, oh, he touched it. I was, at a time I was thinking, we don't really have touched did it. We don't mm. have this. Mm. The past tense of touch is touched. But he said touched did it. Mm. But he said it with a lot of confidence, so much confidence that everybody around us, we were thinking, yes, he touched it. Like yeah. we were thinking like him. So, we, like Iranians, uh, we don't really have a lot of confidence. So, this is the reason I started this project, basically. Mm. So, that you started talking about this is, is exactly the reason I have started this. Yeah, actually, that's what I try to say because I have so many friends, which is, even though when I want to write something, translate something, or even write a contract for a big company, I pass it to them. The knowledge of the English they have is extremely high. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to communication... They have that boringness of uh, saying the word wrong. Yeah. 
So how hard was it for you to transition into that, uh, like living in, in another country? Maybe to be very bit honest, uh, the reason that I moved to UAE is because I was very attached to my family and my friend mostly. And Dubai was kind of the countries that the base of the countries is, is built from uranium. Then it wasn't that top. I was I was very sensitive from the start. It was difficult, very difficult because, as what I said, I wasn't able to communicate with people. Yeah, and I was stuck with the people, which was Iranian, mm -hmm. and the majority of Iranian. The time I went there, it wasn't like sort of the educated Iranian. There was people running away from war, or people was uh, like coming from villages. Then I was communicating with the people, which. Which um, I don't call it bad because I believe everybody's got something for you anyway. But it wasn't that kind of the communication that gave me more experience or knowledge in my life. It was like I'm going back to learn how to cook, uh, I don't know, kebab, uh, not knowing that technology, how to works. Then I decided to go to the different part of the story. But my belief was very stupid. Uh, I had always that belief that uh, when I was seeing a guy with the blonde hair or blue eyes, this guy is higher than me for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I was always competing myself to reach that position. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was the mentality of, I can say, 80% of Iranian they lived there that period of the time. Then uh, I always targeting myself to find out what's the points and what's the reason that these people are better than me or this is what I think. Then when I learned the language, it helped me a lot to understand there is no gap. There can be less knowledge than me, but the communication helped me out to understand where they're standing and where I'm standing. Then that clash, he walk away when I learned the language. Then I understand I have so many things more than that person. Then I can be standing higher than him. But there are people that are standing higher than me, again, but I can't say all of them are mm -hmm. higher. Than... I mean, not just because of the race that you can justify the fact that like mm. somebody is better than you just because of yeah, the race. Yeah, it was, it was one of the main points for yeah. me. Because uh, well, still, I remember in my experience of my business, uh, once a client called me and asked me to come to the meeting for a shoot. Uh, and I have a great portfolio that time for doing the photography. It wasn't the starting point. It was a time that I had so many things together. Even I had my own studio. I went to see this guy and we started having a conversation. And he looked at my work and he told me what he had in mind. And he asked me for the budget. And I said, these are my prices. And he said to me, that's too expensive. I said, okay, these are the actual prices, which is like all the photographer in this level of photography, they use it. And he said to me, no, the reason I call you because your name was Hussein. And I thought, because your name is Hussein, then you're probably going to be a cheaper photographer than John or oh, Mark and yeah. that kind of things. Then the racism is there, yeah. still is there. Uh, as as a European or American or Canadian or uh, English, mm -hmm. Uh, there are always a different uh, level of uh, uh, contact. As if you go to Dubai, I don't know if you've ever been to Dubai or not. No. Uh, the places are picking up is, for example, when you go to medical, American hospital, yeah. Canadian hospital, American school. You know, all these titles are catching people. 
But when you go inside this uh, space, like uh, when you go to American University, and you see mostly the teachers are Indian. Yeah. Uh, which is, they are more educated in English mm -hmm. than American and British. But as a nationality, as Indian, if you put one Indian in one position of work and a British in another direction, the salaries, the facilities is one to ten. Yeah. Then uh, there is a racism. So you um, had a huge challenge in front of yourself yeah. based on the things you're saying. Yeah. Um, how did you do it then? How did you become Hossein Jia? See, to be very honest, I still uh, don't believe I become uh, somebody. Uh, and I believe, uh, this is my belief, everybody needs to add his own experience and get more, better, better until we are in the world. Nobody can say, okay, I'm in a position. This is my position and it's not going to get better than this. Accept me. Uh, when I was going to Dubai uh, before my brother uh, passed away, he was in Iran. Uh, the reason I went to Dubai Actually, it was because he was going to state, and my plan was to join them. But that time was a little bit difficult to get visa for America from Iran because it was a war time. It was end of the war, actually. War finished when I moved. Yeah. Uh, then, but it was very difficult. Then they advised me if you stay out of the country in another country for a year or something, then it would be easier for you to apply for that. And my brother moved to state. He didn't have a very good situation. Then I decide to stay in Dubai. But the time I was going, he, he gave me an example of life. He told me that the life for me is like a jungle and there's one tree over there. That's my tree. I need to go and lie in that tree. But for you, the life is a jungle, the loss of tree. Then you got opportunity to choose your option. Then for me, it's more difficult because if I don't find that, then I will be in trouble. Then for me to have an option of being painting and doing painting, doing photography, dancing, all these uh, things together, he was giving me more kind of the uh, living point. But uh, all of these ways, it was like a tough way. I lived with six people, seven people in one place. I had a hard time. I didn't even have my own place till like eight, nine years I was there. Um, sometimes I sleep in the studio. Uh, it wasn't an easy life, but it wasn't a, a kind of the life that I say you suffer for nothing. Mm -hmm. Then I reached the points, uh, and uh, that that's a very good example because all of the people that I was going with them at the same time to Dubai, they've been there one year before me. All of them now are rich people. Then I reached one point, which is I did so many mistakes in the business because I believe whoever call themselves artists, they shouldn't go to business. And that's the most uh, horrible mistake mm -hmm. because if you are artists, you cannot put price on yourself and you always want to sell yourself because of your uh, talent or your work. Then it was easy for me to get involved in the situation, which is... I get down and down and down. But I had one day I had a conversation with one of my friends, which was uh, for his life, he was in a perfect direction of having houses, having cars, having this. And he asked me a question and he said to me, uh, if you, uh, at the moment, if somebody asks you uh, how happy you are about your life, how satisfied you, 
you are of your life, how many persons you're going to put. I said to him, I'm going to put 90 persons. And he said to me, 90 persons, you don't have anything. You have standing with people that you owe people money. You don't have. I said, I have confidence. I did something that is in my head and I can use it in different places. Then nobody can take it out of my head. But if it's the money in my pocket, I can waste it. I can take it out. But I have something which is uh, telling me the period of the time that I spend, number one, I didn't cheat. Number two, I didn't lie. I'm not sure, okay, we all lie, but not a major kind of thing. I always try to be nice to people. And uh, I start from zero and I reach to something which in my generation of people was something important. And uh, for me, it was a big satisfaction. But for him, the calculation was, do you have a house to stay in? Yeah. Do you have a car to drive? Yeah. Do you have a shoes to wear? But for me, it was a different story. But to look at the real life, you need the money. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the thing that's always hurt me because I come from the sort of, I would not say poor family. I come from the family which wasn't uh, very rich in a pocket, but it was very rich in a heart and a brain. Then they teach me so many things, which was working in that generation. But the generation when it's changed and you still live with that old feelings, helping people, uh, taking care of others, you know, not thinking about yourself, you turn to somebody as a loser in a life. Yeah. Which for them, it was that. And every so many people tried to change me, but I had a belief. Sometimes I pretended to change, but I had a belief. You come to this world as a person and you need to stay as who you are to get out, then uh, I'm trying my best, but in the same time, there is some responsibility. When you have a kid, when you have somebody to support, then sometimes you need to sell yourself, then uh, to make the money to, to run your life. Then for me, it was very difficult, and it still is very difficult, uh, but when I came back to Iran after, I can say, 30 years, <laughs> when I came to Iran, I understand the most important things, which is, People here still can respect you as who you are, which is I wasn't getting over there. I was turning to the sort of machine that it needs to follow the routine, cash up the money, pass the money. You make more, you're more important. You're more respectful. Okay. So based on your standards, you are a very successful man. Like a very as, successful. Uh, as person, I get lots of teas these days, to mm -hmm. be very frank. Mm -hmm. In my age, that you don't have anything and you have lots of troubles and stuff like that. But end of the night, when I go to bed and sleep, when I create something, people come and see it, and I put that question mark for them to uh, give them that sort of feeling connected. Uh, I feel like a million, and that number is if you give it to me cash, am I going to help me to? put some of my problems away, yeah. but it's not going to help me to put my main problem, which is my head away. Then the exhibition that I did here, it was my first exhibition, which is I supposed to do lots of things like this before in my life. But in this exhibition, when I finish it, and I, when I look at the images, I understand that uh, some of these images connected to my childhood, to my mother's, to the way I grew up, the houses and everything, and it was so strange, so strong for me because 
I can feel your conscious. My my life is there, but I'm I'm trying to run away from it. Yeah. Uh, but it comes to the picture, and I see I can take it on, and I can see I can pass it to my family, or to the people they know me, and they come and they look at it and I say, "Oh, this is remind me of mom, your old house." Yeah. And I didn't plan that. Then to have that kind of the feeling that you can do something to make people uh, enjoy it. Enjoyment, it doesn't mean to make them happy. It can make them sad. It can make them, I don't know, angry or something. That kind of the feeling is give me a sort of the confidence of myself. But generally, when you go back to reality of life, which is the materialistic, right? No, I don't have that kind of the happiness yet, uh, which is... But you have found happiness in other places. Uh, I do, but again, when you come back, you know, uh, I, I, you're probably going to experience that feeling a couple of years later. Yeah. When you create a human being, mm -hmm. when you have a kid, it, it's a huge responsibility. It's like, uh, it's like you bringing something to this life that you need to think about from the time he comes out and from the time he goes away. Then it's calculation, it's always calculation. From my childhood, my parents teach me how to be good, how to be uh, helpful, how to be... And they try to put me in a, in a best uh, education situation as well. I was studying very well. I studied mathematics. Then uh, it was like in, in the situation that we have with the money, uh, my mother helped me a lot to get to that direction. But uh, when you come to that kind of the feelings that you have somebody living in this world and it's your responsibility... And your responsibility right now, I can say the new generation is 20% emotional and 80% is, is money. Then you have that responsibility to, to build it up, to pass it through, to help that situation. Then it's, it's make me upset in a way that I can't reach there yet. And it's make me upset in another way that I can have my childhood like the way I had with my parents. Uh, as like my kids doesn't come to me and they ask me for the new iPhone. And then I was coming to my mother, I was asking for a piece of bread and a cheese, yeah. Yeah. which was, again, I'm not saying it was so easy, but to providing that for your kid, it was uh, not that important. But the generation has changed and everything is goes to material and it's technology and all money, money, money. Uh, it's tiring you, yeah. It yeah. does, it does uh, get your other side of the story. It's always two sides, yeah. Um, as a photographer, how important is it for you to have imagination? I think that's the main things. I mean, anybody in this uh, art business, because I work on a, I started working on a movie as well, short movies, like eight, nine years ago. As I moved to the movies, I understand that, uh, or oh, either photography, I understand that you should be able to communicate people as much as simple that you can pass your message. Uh, the, the problem with our work is uh, we, we try to be creative and creativity is turned to as a crowded image of so many different things to show to people to get something out of it. I believe on more simplicity and pass this very, very simple message but with a very empty space. Then uh, when I reach that position, uh, my brain is is uh, 
okay, let's get back to this. When my mother passed away and my brother passed away, I had a sort of the emotional breakdown. Then I get to the sort of the understanding that I need a psychiatric or psychologist. I get uh, liberal uh, drugs in my life as like helping me out to relax and adjust myself. In that kind of the period of life, uh, uh, my dreams come to reality, which when I was sleeping, all of my uh, dreams that in my head, it was telling it to the sort of the movies, colorful movies. Then when I see my head, how your head can create all these images from your past, whatever you, you go on the street, you go, you pass one corner, you see something small, some people pass it quickly, but how you stay in your head and it comes to another part of your life, suddenly open the door and comes in. Creativity is, is very important because technology is going to improve every day. And there is no competition that uh, you can say, I will say, okay, I learned about working with this software, with this camera, and then I will, there's new software is coming, you need to know about that one. That, that takes you away from the reality that you need to communicate with people uh, with one image or moving image or still image, but that image needs to give them something uh, that remind them about themselves. To communicate with them, you need to know them. You need to know from the guy who comes clean your house or the driver drive you around or the guy you buy from the shop. Then I communicate with everybody. I was in a position when I was back in Iran. I had a friend from the highest level of money and a friend from the lowest level. And I was able to adjust myself with them. And that, that helped me a lot to understand uh, people and helped me a lot to communicate with them. And uh, But everybody got one point of communication, even your richest person in the world or poorest one. Then I, sometimes I find that points and I put it in, then it helped me out to communicate. But that needs to be creative. It cannot be very simple. As like as I said, simplicity is important, but it cannot be like you can't put one image in front of the people uh, and add some writing on the bottom. This is meaning this, you know. Yeah. Then I try to make them a, a question mark, a thinking point. And that thinking point, you need to have that freedom in that thinking points to get yourself in that, because you you might be so uh, so strong, you pass some images to people and pass your own feeling, but some people will not understand that. Then you need to be able to know people, communicate with people. The different cultures, different people, different way of looking at it's helped me to basic creation in my head, tend to the knowledge of different people and put them in one category. We're all human, we all got brain, we all got heart, we all got senses. But uh, we grow up in a different places, then when you want to communicate with them, you need to itemize part of the things are involved with it. For me, the most important thing is my culture, history of my country, and I want to itemize that to other people. And I want to produce that and show it to other people how strong, how powerful we are, and don't forget who we are. Because right now, the reputation of us as Iranian is not a reputation it should be there. Then one of the things I come back here is to do something which is connected to my culture. And I'm planning to do a couple of other things uh, very soon, um, as much as I can, to be connected to my culture and show these people we are who we are and you are who you are. But the difference is this. It's not because you can speak the language, you know the technology, uh, we don't have anything. 
Yes. Then that that's one of the things I believe you need to be creative to do. We'll be back after a message from the sponsor of the Air Podcast. Hey, I'm here with a Vima representative. Hey. So tell me about Vima. Vima specializes in building prefabricated and fast track buildings with more than 50 implemented projects inside and outside of Iran. We've been focused on our values such as respecting human beings, paying special attention to nature and natural resources, using innovation and new technologies, and of course, increasing the quality of life in construction industry. That's great. Uh, how can people reach you? You can contact us via our website, vima-ir.com. That's vima-ir.com? Yep. Amazing. Thank you for your time. Thank you. What is fascinating to me about photography is that every time I look at a picture, it, um, I can find out different stories mm. within the picture. Like maybe the photographer wants to say some, something like that, or maybe he wants to say something like this. I, I'm the person who needs to understand that. And uh, if I don't understand it, I need to go into different layers of the, the picture that I'm seeing and uh, try to make a story out of it. So if, like, even for, for somebody who's looking at a picture, I think they, even they need to be creative. Even they need to have that imagination to come up with a story. But maybe you want to say that. And like, basically, uh, I, I think there's a connection between yeah. uh, all the arts. Like, you, you can't really deny that. Yeah. But uh, for example, in architecture, mm-hmm. when you make something, when you build a house, um, you want the, um, the people who are looking at the building to have the exact same feeling that you have when they when you look at the building, basically. Mm-hmm. But maybe they don't really have that, fine. But it's in from their own perspective, right? So yeah. th- you're not supposed to be there telling them, like, maybe I made this wall because I wanted it to have this, uh, or make this um, uh, kind of emotion inside of you. You just sometimes just have to stay back and let them enjoy the ride, basically. So I think you need to have the imagination as somebody who is, as the audience, basically. Do you think yeah, that's I mean, uh, is it the kind of the question or is it like you try to take over the conversation? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use this statement to say um, you, you're not supposed to be assertive yeah. when you're creating art. When you're on, we don't really have a lot of people who create art and step back to let yeah. everybody enjoy it. Mm. They they stand by their art and they say this is what I mean and this is what everybody needs no, to because get from this. I believe they take it too personal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the the point here is um, I don't want to get to the religion. Uh, the gods give everybody a talent, yeah. and I believe on that. I don't judge people by position of the life they have. I don't judge them with the work they do. I don't judge them with how much money they have. Yeah. Uh, everybody. Uh, had a sort of the creativity and talent. How they use it, when they use it, that's part of the, sometimes I can say destiny. It's happened for some people, they have an opportunity to get to it. We have people, they go after it. But you need to be able to communicate with people in every different levels. Then uh, that's what I say, simplicity. Because an artist comes and establish themselves as a person that that's my star, that's me, you want to accept it or you don't want to accept it. Yeah. Then that's the kind of the, I call it a bit of selfishness because end of the day, 
you need to be able to not separate people because they don't understand you. You need to be able to find a way to let them understand you. And that's called art. Yeah. When I talk to the taxi driver, I talk with his language. Mm-hmm. I don't need to show my work to him. Yeah. And I sit with them and I talk to them. I talk the language they speak. I give them that kind of the feelings, then I understand who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't separate people. I don't blame people. If somebody see my work and say, I don't like it. I ask question why you don't like it. But I will not come against them because mm-hmm. everybody's got different opinion. Yeah. But I try to make myself improvement. This is what uh, I believe you always need to do because you always cannot satisfy everybody. Then the improvements comes to that point that you're getting better. Better doesn't mean you're getting more uh, educational or more money or more knowledge. It's meaning you know people better than you cannot communicate with them. That's what I call art because art is is a God uh, producer for everybody. Everybody got that. I remember once I was talking to the taxi driver. He told me about the scenarios that he was got for a short movie. And when he talked to me about that, I was like really amazed. And I said, I can't, this comes to your head. Yeah, because I believe everybody got it. But again, come back to the destinies, come back to your weakness, laziness. Sometimes you use it. My sister, she's a painter. My other brother was an excellent actor. Uh, the other brother that I had, he's, he's very talented. He knows painting, he knows instrument, he played music, he acted, he was a photographer. He get married, he started his life, the marriage and kids, and he didn't go after all of these things. Now, when he's sitting in his life, he feels sorry because he feels like he had something and he didn't use it. Some people even don't understand it. And they pass away, their life is finished. But for some people that understand it, it's more sad because you always think you don't have time. Okay, now I cannot do it. It's not a physical thing, it's a mental thing. One day you decide to do something, if you want to do it, you can do it in a week time and do it. If you don't want to do it, you will not do it. Even though if you have all the items in the world. I know so many painters, so many photographers, they have the best equipment, they have everything of best, but they don't do it because they don't want to do it. They don't want to use that thing, you know, then, but everybody got it. Then for me, is art is is a I will not say it's religion because it's a very heavy word. Is a God uh, what do you call it in English? God uh, give us this uh, power yeah. to help people to uh, open their senses. Yeah, the senses doesn't mean happiness because everybody say, "Oh, I want to see something to get happy." No, sadness is it needs to be there. Otherwise, there is no meaning for happiness. Mm-hmm. If you're not sad, you don't know what's the meaning of happiness. We are all human beings. We need to be angry. We need to be sad. We need to be depressed. Depressed or sadness are the same kind of the word. Uh, but that kind of the feelings, they help you to live and uh, pull up the life. If you don't have them, yeah. then you are not a human being. Yeah, and if you don't really understand sadness, you never understand happiness. Exactly. Yeah. Let me tell you something, which is, uh, again... Uh, this is a question mark. It comes to my head for a couple of years now, and it's bothering me a lot. Uh, we all pretended to be somebody, okay? Some people are successful, but we all acting. Um, 
I, I try to be a good person. Sometimes I question myself, I'm doing this because that person that I'm helping, it comes back to me, I say thanks. That thanks is excited me. Then I'm not doing that for that person, I'm doing it for myself. Then my happiness is more important than that person. This question in my head for a period of the time is bothering me a lot. And it's giving me a hard time that I try to be a nice guy. I try to be good. I try to be that. Why? Because people say, oh, he's a nice guy. Then I get excited. Maybe I'm not a nice guy. Maybe I'm a bad person because I'm using this in a different way. I'm using this for my own excitement. I'm going to pick people that they need help. I bring them to my life. Be helping them. I get excited and with the happiness of them. Um, I enjoyment this comes. Then this enjoyment can be fake, can be the things that I created for myself, uh, or can be real. Then now it's a kind of the metrics, you know, like you don't know that this is a real life or not real life. Um, and that's a question that comes to my head. Then uh, for me, um, back to the sort of circumstance of that you are. Uh, had this bleep but how much you did for it this is the this is the most important things yeah. like you asked me okay your belief is excellent in this and that maybe I didn't do anything for it yeah. I have this bleep and I try to uh, talk about it. maybe I'm, I'm excellent in talking maybe there are people that can talk for hours and hours I'm one of them anyway <laughs> and hours and hours they give you some meaning but when you come back and look at them and say oh this guy is not doing what he's saying yeah. I'm trying to do something and this exhibition helped me out to actually understand uh, I am standing in a position that I can communicate with people. It gave me a little bit of more uh, understanding myself more than them. The reaction of people to how some people enjoy it as ordinary people and some people enjoy it as professional people. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're both a filmmaker and a photographer. Uh, I, I, did I get that right? Yeah, 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 yeah I did. Um, short movies. Short uh, movies, yes. Um, what What are the differences between these two? Uh, see, in a photography, I get to the position that you're creating a one D image, as like people comes and see a flat image. It's very difficult for them to go inside the depth of that image. Uh, if you are a really good photographer, which is I know a couple of good photographers, they are able to show the personality of that person behind. One of them is Yusuf Kash. He's one of my favorite photographers, which is he shot um, mostly a big, huge people, different politicals, artists and stuff like that. But when you look at the picture, if you don't know that person, you can understand this person is an artist or is in politics or is it, I don't know, king of the countries or something. Not because of the dresses, not because the moments that he catch. Then... Uh, for me, in a photography, even in my this exhibition, I try to not be flat. I try to create layers. But I find that in photography, you get limited uh, because sometimes the, the movements in, in the films, in the short films, uh, I'm not against the long movies, but I think if you can pass your message in one or two minutes to people, it will be more effective to take them two hours of confusion and end of the movie. You need to question mark yourself. I recently I watched a movie called Mother. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Um, I really wanted to watch that movie because Darren Aronofsky was is still one of my favorite directors of all time. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I, really to I looked at that movie. movie. Yeah. The movie catch me. Uh, the 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 sceneries, the the stories, the uh, the conversation, 
uh, when the movie is finished, it was so many question mark on my head. Then uh, what's happened? Is the person that he dreams comes out of his dreams or this? Then uh, somebody explained me the story of the movie, which is this is the story of God and angels and this and that. Then I find out this is something that I never guess in this movie. I uh, the movie was perfect for me. It was like something that as as the sceneries, as dialogues, as the acting and everything. Uh, but the, the explanation later on for me, either it's purposely done or either it's not, this doesn't give me that kind of the uh, release that I get out of it. Then for me, the short movie uh, is more effective because I feel like you pass your uh, emotional feeling in one minute to somebody, it's like you put the injection then you get the tablets. Yeah. It's like you inject it quickly, goes to your blood and you get better. Or you're getting a tablet every day, it's like two or three tablets until you get better. Then is that's why I start a short movie or either either maybe I'm too lazy for a long movie, but now I start with a short no, movies. No, 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 I completely understand. But I, I kinda of do the same thing. I make mm. one minute movies. Yeah. And everywhere I go and I have my camera with me and I'm making so I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because i seen a couple of teasers. One of them, it never come out of my, my, my head, which was quite interesting. It was an Indian, Indian director. It's, it's like a short commercial movie. Uh, the start of the movie is a old couples, Indian couples with all these dresses and you know wrapping things around. It's an old lady lying down on the bed and she's sick and the, the mood of the room is really like old and sick and everything. And this woman, uh, you know, like, in the middle of crying and pain and everything. And uh, the guys just get that bottle of serums in his hand to give it to her. But before he starts giving her serums, he goes and starts moving her around, shaking her really badly. And I can see this woman is getting more pain, you know, like he's, he's doing that a couple of times, you know, like shaking her and pushing her. And it's like, what the yeah, is cool. going on here, you know, like I try to do my beef myself, you know. <laughs> then, uh, and I was like thinking, then he take his bottle and it's open and it's put it on a spoon and give it to the lady. And the end of this movie, it was written uh, on the bottle, you shake it before you use it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? You know, like, that makes me really like, uh, you know, like think, you know, how simple you can pass something as advertising or whatever yeah. in one minute. And it give that kind of the feelings that, uh, that give you the satisfaction and how you can make two, three hours or five hours movie in the end of it, you still feel like, hey, what's going on? Exactly. What was the point of this? Uh, do you know um, uh, a terrorist model? No. Uh, have you seen the movie Tree of Life? Tree of Life. Tree of Life. Because oh. he comes up with these uh, movies that like, basically he doesn't really have a lot of dialogues in him, but he shows you everything. Mm. And uh, the, um, the images that he sh shows you, they're fantastic. And he never points uh, directly at something. He always shows you something else and then means something else by, by that, basically. So uh, I would suggest if you like movies, and I'm pretty sure you're a yeah, movie lover. Yeah, you can pass Sure, definitely. If, if you start watching his movie, because his movies, after, after it's done, after it's finished, you have that question, like, what happened here? Mm. What did I just watch? Now I need to start to think about it and understand what's happening. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's happened sometimes you watch a movie a couple of times. It, it d- doesn't happen to me. I think it's one movie, two movies I watched a couple of times. One was the Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. which was for me, each scene of this movie was like, uh, like sort of the stories. And yeah. every time I was watching, I feel it different. Yeah. And the other one was Devil the Advocate, mm-hmm. I believe so, which was a story of how people can be weak towards some weakness that you have towards devil or you know like your personal things yeah. but recently i started a series called legion mm-hmm. i don't know you've seen it or not this movie make me crazy actually this is a story of uh, some people that have psychological problem and the way this movie goes it makes you think am i crazy or they are crazy you know like that kind of the movies yeah. because i remember my sister once told me this so it, it comes a time that you get crazy and other people looking at you and say, oh, this guy is crazy and they feel sorry for you. But you, inside yourself, you don't know what that person feels. That person feels is everything's perfect and he look at you as a crazy person. Exactly. Then he give you that kind of the feelings that opposite direction. These people are crazy, which is I didn't see the end yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm following it. These other, other, these people are crazy or they have sort of powers against other normal people. That that kind of the things that it comes to the point you up to the reality of that you always question like yourself what's going to happen after death what's going to happen this and that that kind of the things that attract me than the kind of the movies that we make these days the people makes them cry or normal part of the life that which is too drama that we see every day and somebody pointed on and said oh that was a nice movie why because I have the same problem. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't want to see that problem that you have in a big screen yeah. and think about it. Oh, I have the same problem. Oh, that's a nice movie, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I think that the cinemas get two directions. One is it's very commercial. They try to push you with lots of action and uh, images, which is uh, more kind of the dimensional images, technology and everything. Uh, and it gets to the other part, which is the people try to use the sense and simplicity and make movies. Uh, but both of them, I believe, there needs to be something between them. The both of them, they try to catch you with something that I believe, uh, I, I will not call it sixth sense, that the sense of human that they try to catch you and uh, they get you to that direction. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how much do you... Is my smoking bothering you? Uh, because you start doing that kind of stuff. No, no, no. I, there's this fly... The fly. The fly yeah, is yeah. part of my... This is my friend, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he comes right, at so night time and starts biting me. And I said, <laughs> sometimes I kill him, but he should send his friends. Yeah. How much of your work gets revisited by applications like Photoshop after you've taken the photos? See, uh, I come from... Uh, uh, generation of old photography, uh, which is uh, analog photography. Uh, we work on a big uh, films, like uh, big cameras. We call it Sinar. The back of this camera was like 20 by 25 inch films, which before the Photoshop created or anything, we was doing a shoot, for example, a car photography. Then I was putting in a car in the studio, uh, mark it up on this screen up back of the camera, which was huge, uh, shooting it with the lighting inside the studio, take that film outside, shoot the outdoor with that, 
we was like exposing at least say 10 sometimes to 15 images on one sheet of film which what we call it like layering in photoshop now then this is comes from the old generation which is that was the way it was dealing with that weakness of uh, uh, retouching was done on top of the negative yeah. with a pen and all this stuff but now the things are changed and as as much as the things are changed uh, technology it, it gets you more far away from reality okay sometimes you can use that as a sort of the creating a surrealistic image to get people what you dreams but there is no real uh, sometimes you can get lost really and create something which is you don't know what is then for me using the technology as uh, Photoshop and all the stuff like that I always try to minimize it uh, to not uh, put myself in direction because there is lots of things you can do in Photoshop. You can even create your own image without taking your pictures now these days. Then uh, for me, uh, I had this always complex that people was coming to me and they said, oh, this image is beautiful, but there's lots of Photoshop in it. Then I started recording behind the scene of my photo shoot to show people that uh, the actual shoot is done with creating this set this smoke that you see is created there. This light that you see are theirs, you know, like the spotlights, that all these corners, this contrast is there. Then I start creating the behind the scene and put it in, in a face of picture, people to not get uh, a little bit confused with that. Because for me, it was a sort of the uh, push out of the art situation because I don't call Photoshop and all these things. I don't find it a connection to the art. Art is more about like you creating something uh, without using any, uh, even though without using any digital cameras. But for us right now to shooting on a film and negative is very difficult. The facilities, the, the, the processing, all this stuff is not available anymore. Then you need to improve yourself and go to technology. But using a technology as an element, not as a main thing. Some people, they use it as a main they create some images in a Photoshop and they call it illustration or art and stuff like that. They put it in, uh, you look at it, you see the combination of the colors, you like it, and you say, oh, that's beautiful. But for me, that's a creation of machine. It's not a creation of human being. Uh, and in the exhibition that I did, uh, I can say 20% I uh, use the Photoshop for balance uh, my color combination and the contrast. But all the images as a film that I have from behind the scene, all the ambience, all the, the styling, creating the space, lighting, everything, balance the daylights with the, the, my flashlights, add the time sunlight to it, it's all happened there. Then I try to uh, get away from that machine work. But end of the day, you need to put something in there, but not as a main thing. It's fascinating for me that we have uh, artists like you that think, Thank you. No, yeah, uh, think like you, basically. So, and uh, to have this conversation, uh, I'm pretty sure you're a very busy man, but you uh, made No, I'm not this, that, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, logically, everybody wants, I think one of the things that teach me over here when you come to Iran, you need to act like you're very busy. Uh, <laughs> but being busy physically, being busy mentally, yeah, I'm very busy mentally. Yeah. Uh, but physically, maybe I will stay in a house for a couple of days and not doing anything, but my brain is like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Then, uh, no, I appreciate you. You choose me for this. Uh, I I pass this message to everybody. It's like uh, we shouldn't forget that everybody got talent. Yes. Uh, how to use it, when to use it, it depends on us. Nobody can force you, even if you're good, nobody can force you. You need to make your own decision. And I believe everybody's, uh, whoever has called themselves something is the end of the life. Is always, it should be some things. It needs to go on. It needs yeah. to be one thing to give you, keep going for next day. Otherwise, if you accept today, I'm perfect. You sit over here, uh, you will grow old and you will die. Then uh, I live like this. Um, I have so much of trouble in my life. I have so much of things that's happening. Uh, some people, when I they know me and they put themselves in my situation, sometimes they say, oh, if I was in your position, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and my life is not so easy. But uh, I, I always have that belief. You close your eyes at night, you open it for a new day. And that new day for you, sometimes it takes me for me a week. I'm too lazy to do something. But that new day for you is a day that you need to do something new. And that new is improvements of life. You learn every day, even the small things. Today, I learned so many things. I learned from you. I learned from her. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I get from people different things, you know. Yeah. And uh, you never can be finished. You never can be perfect. And I don't believe that. I don't believe it's... Uh, somebody has comes to that. That's the end for that person. Yeah. Um, I always do this at the end of my uh, podcast. I would ask uh, my guests to uh, challenge Sing. some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> so yeah, I would I would challenge my guests to. Um, I, I'm sorry. I would ask my guests to challenge somebody else. And like uh, because I think this is some sort of a challenge that you're facing right now, talking to somebody in English in, from from your own country. So I'm thinking, uh, do you have anybody you want to challenge next? So I, I would go after? I mean, to be very honest, uh, I've been away from Iran for a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, from my old generation, that the, the, the people that are in the art, I know them. Um, I Some of them are not here. Uh, I'm not saying I'm that old, but yeah. uh, I call them my teachers. Then they probably should be much older. Um, but to be... Uh, Right now, I mean, who can be interesting for me? The life of the person, can he speak English? I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like if you have an opportunity, if you accept, because the society of uh, artistic people in Iran, uh, which is some of them, they're not really artists, but they have an attitude of, uh, of something which is mm-hmm. not right, because as an artist, you, you build for a people. You need to be for people, not for yourself. Um, I would say Ibrahim Hagigi is a kind of the person for me. Still alive, still alive, man, <laughs> and uh, he's still active. He's a kind of the artist that uh, I grow up. He helped me a lot in my life. Uh, he gave me that kind of the push out of my life. Uh, and um, when I was working with him, he was. Uh, Still, is has got lots of work and experience. I will say him is the kind of person that I would say, but I still don't know. He's got that kind of the, 
and confidence to speak in English, or probably he should because he's been traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what I can target. Maybe my memory is very short. If somebody else comes to my head, I will let you know. But right now, when I had this story, he's the person yeah. comes to my head. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for your time. It's no worries. Thanks for you guys too. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was <laughs> my pleasure too. Thank you. Sir. Great conversation. Thank you for listening. Let 2019 free. Get out of your house. Have fun and never forget to listen to the Air Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in.